Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Brian the Insider. Brian was a regular caller on the Weekend Sports Buzz when I hosted the Weekend Sports Buzz alongside Steve Driver uh, for about eight years, from 2012, I believe, through 2020. But Brian the Insider would always call in and mostly talk sports. In today's episode, we're going to jump into a little bit of politics. I really appreciate everyone tuning in. If you're a fan of The Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those of my listeners who are not familiar, from I think it was 2012 through 2020, I hosted the Weekend Sports Buzz on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, WXVW. My, my good buddy Dugan Ryan is the station owner. It still exists, but I hosted a weekend show for years. I think about eight years I was on every Sunday. And one of my uh, more frequent callers and contributors to the show was Brian the Insider, uh, taking a little bit of a hiatus since I stopped in 2020. Haven't spoken really with Brian much since. Brian is joining me for the show today. Brian, thank you very much for coming on. Kelly, always a pleasure. That was uh, that brings back a lot of memories back then, uh, calling in on Sunday. That was quite a good show you had. Um, you and I reconnected uh, since then, and, and we've talked about how we would love to have you, you know, call back in this time, of course, podcast format, so a little different, but we got talking about some political type topics, and I really enjoyed our conversation, and I thought it'd be a good idea to have you on the show and to maybe, you know, this is an exciting year, 2024, Biden versus Trump. We've got plenty of political stuff to talk about, but I wanted to set the stage just a little bit for... Um, uh, our political stances. So everyone listening is familiar kind of where we stand um, real quick and sorry to be long winded. 
I'm 40 years old. I was raised in a household where my mother leaned maybe a little bit more to the left, but my father, um, you know, uh, more, more leaned to the right, a little bit more Republican. Um, my exposure to the Repub- white male Republicans was what I got from my father, and that was mostly, you know, not racism. It wasn't uh, anti-gay type um, uh, uh, thoughts or feelings, anything like that. So when 2016 came around, and the biggest critics of Donald Trump, their main things were, he's a racist, and white Republican males are racist, and it's racism and all that. I didn't buy into that. It even fed more so into me wanting to be supportive of Donald Trump. I voted for Trump in 2016, um, and I started paying a, a closer attention to politics. Um, I started to focus on the deficit and learn about inflation and started to learn about the Libertarian Party, things like that, and I noticed that Trump actually did some things during his presidency that grew the size of the government. Obviously, COVID happened. Um, but but I had a little bit of an epiphany. Always have voted Republican, but starting 2020, I'm now a Libertarian. I don't vote Republican. As far as Republicans in Congress uh, you know, or the Senate, I like Rand Paul. I like Thomas Massey. They are somewhat Libertarian, but that's where I stand. Um, uh, uh, and I, in the future, I, I, I love Thomas Massey. I love Rand Paul. I wear a T-shirt for both of them um, around Louisville. And people ask me like, oh, that's the, you know, those are the fiscally conservative guys. It's not the sexiest type of look to be the guy who just supports people who care about the economy. That's all. But that's where I stand politically right now. Brian, tell me what are your thoughts on my intro? And if it's all right, could you introduce yourself from a political perspective? Who is Brian, the insider. Sure, sure. That's interesting, Kelly. Um, well, Brian, the insider is uh, ha- has it was raised in a conservative home. My father actually um, was involved in politics uh, growing up. He ran for the. Uh, I, I was raised in Ohio. He he uh, he ran for the Ohio House when I was just a young child. I was I was raised in a uh, a very conservative uh, Catholic. Irish Catholic family. Uh, my mom and dad were from New York and uh, raised very poor and uh, worked hard. My dad was a sergeant in the Marine Corps and uh, was a very strict uh, disciplinarian and uh, very con- very conservative fiscally, very conservative Catholic, and 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 did like politics. Back in that time, I, I was born in 1962, so back in that time, John F. Kennedy had just become president when I was just a young child. And uh, my mom and dad were so proud of him, even though he was a Democrat. Uh, my mom and dad just were, uh, that was a big thing for Irish uh, Catholics. And uh, they loved Kennedy. And then, of course, we all know what happened to Kennedy. Coincidentally, off topic, Kennedy would, would, would be a conservative <laughs> conservative Republican today with how he voted and how he thought, and uh, especially fiscally. Um, but um, so that's kind of way I was raised. And, you know, I... I I have never run for office, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I consider myself, I guess, uh, I really, last few years, I guess I, uh, I've always voted fairly conservative. I guess I was a Republican. I really hate to admit that. And, and the real reason for it is that I've really become disillusioned uh, with the Republican Party. Um, George Bush, uh, you know, I, I liked George Bush when he was in. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't vote anywhere near uh, George Bush now, uh, mainly because I, I I think you mentioned Trump. 
let me tell you my thoughts on Trump. Trump, uh, Trump exposed right or wrong, no matter how you feel about Trump. And I guess, I guess it doesn't matter how you feel about him. The, the, uh, Trump, Trump derangement syndrome is extremely strong. So you, but the one thing, the one thing I value what Trump did is he exposed a lot of things, uh, to the American people that we really, that I didn't know. And I think a lot of Americans I speak to, uh, China, he, 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 he was the first one to talk about how we were getting ripped off by China, that we never collected 10 cents from China and that China was just ripping us off. Uh, but the biggest thing that Trump did was was talk about the endless wars that were that we've been in and uh, and exposed that the the um, I remember when when Jeb Bush was running against him and, you know, he he just uh, exposed the, the the Bush war machine and and it, and now it's really opened my eyes to see how a, a large portion of the Republican party uh, is, 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 is just a war machine. I mean, it's, it's just, a, it's all caught up, at, you know, Liz Cheney and, 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 and not just the ones that have fallen out with the Republican party, uh, Mitch McConnell. I mean, all the, all this Ukraine stuff. So, I mean, the Republicans have been, uh, so I, I think the reason that 2024 is important uh, is that you know we the, the country is really divided i've never seen anything like it in my life and you know it's just not the country uh, it's the world um you know i was thinking when you were doing your intro that um I, th- I read the other day that almost half the world political leaders are up for election and and there is a big populist i wouldn't consider trump a republican i would consider him a, a, a nationalist a populist and uh, and the one thing that's really happened to not just the United States, uh, but the whole world is that immigration has really started to change the fabric of so many countries because it's just been unfettered immigration that has come in uh, to these countries. The United States, the United States has been typically probably less against our, our fabric than than Europe uh, because most of them, most of the immigrants have been you know, from Mexico or, or, or you know, uh, countries that were Christian uh, and they've come in. Uh, Europe has had an unbelievable influx of uh, uh, Muslims that have come in and, and actually dramatically tried to change uh, and, and, and has started to change the culture dramatically. I mean, there's part, parts of Paris and, and other parts of France and England that are, are dominated by, that the police can't even go into uh, because they're run by Muslims. And, and, and what I've seen from that is that it, they, they have had a concerted effort to try to change the culture, to eliminate the existing culture in those countries, uh, which happens anytime, you know, to some small degree, when you have a large influx of immigrants come in, they're going to bring their, you know, their, their ideas and their religions and stuff with you. But at least in Europe, it seems to be a concerted effort to do that. I don't feel that's the way, uh, that's happening on our southern border, uh, you know, where, where those that are coming in have necessarily has tried to change the, the culture, change us from, you know, from being a Judeo-Christian country to, you know, another religion or something. But uh, it's interesting that about half the world is going to vote this year, not just the United States, and that what's really on the ballot, and it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out, Kelly, is is populist and nationalism and, and it's from what i'm seeing 
where we're seeing this, and I'm just going by the recent polling that Trump, uh, even with all his flaws and and the hatred that so many people have for Trump, that 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 you know just securing the border and you know I, one thing I, I'm not a big MAGA you know I don't I, I I think that's a great slogan make America great again I'm really amazed at how people want to run that down and say that's bad Americans want to say that's bad that's kind of but what I what I am is an American first America first. Uh, citizen. And and what I mean by that, uh, I get a kick out of the Republicans, you know, Mike Pence, when he was running, and I hear it a lot now out of Nikki Haley, that, you know, it, it's very clear, we've got a huge debt problem, you talk about it. Uh, and, and and I do, I, I think, the, I like Rand Paul a lot. I'm not a fan of Thomas Massey at all, find him to be a total hypocrite. But but uh, I, I love the emphasis both of them have put on uh, the debt, because we've got a huge debt problem that's going to be passed on to generation to generation. But the solution for the the Republicans, uh, the majority of the establishment Republicans, uh, the rhinos, as they're called, uh, an acronym for Republican in name only, is to cut Social Security, Medicaid and Medicare. You know, no, no, no reference to stopping all the aid that we give to all the other countries and and all the other uh, military bases we have around the world and and you know so uh, the solution is to penalize the taxpayer of america uh and that really bothers me that's probably my biggest issue uh that you know and that in the way that this country treats its veterans uh and i'm just sickened at the way we treat our veterans Uh, immigrants coming across the country coming into our country illegally have it way better than the uh, veterans we see laying on the streets and, and, and the ones that are in their homes with all kinds of different problems that they got defending our country. So uh, I'm an America first guy. I think that would be my best. I, I'm embarrassed to say I'm a Republican because there's so many Republicans that I think are crooked. Uh, so many in, in power now that, uh, um, that, that I, I would want nothing to do with and would have no interest in meeting. Uh, and, and your local Senator being top on the list, Mitch McConnell. I think Mitch McConnell lives maybe 10 minutes or so from my, <laughs> from my house, which is wild. He's about as bad as they get. It's funny. They used to call him Moscow Mitch. And now over the past, what, two, three years, his entire focus, despite living 10 minutes from me in Kentucky, his entire focus is he wears a Ukrainian pin into yeah. work in, in Washington, D.C. every day. His no, and he says it. He's not hiding it. His number one focus is giving Ukraine more money, which is, which is wild to me. Ukraine is a is an absolute money laundering scheme, and it's the money that's going in from the United States predominantly, but from Europe, very little of that is actually getting to. So we give money and we give weapons. The weapons obviously are being used to fight. Uh, you know, the the latest figure I heard was there's over five hundred thousand Ukrainians been killed in this war. Five hundred thousand dead, and many, many, many Russians. You know, and and one other thing on that war that really bothers me is when, you know, we just we just assume that Ukraine good, Russia bad, and that we don't care about the Russians that have died. I don't. I have no. I'm not sophisticated enough. I'm not in the in, in to know. But I don't trust the Zelensky, the former comedian, uh, who somehow catapulted himself into. I mean, Ukraine is 
historically been one of the most corrupt countries in the world and how they're the good guys. And right, you know, I've, all my life I've, uh, you know, Russia's bad, you know, and, and we're, you know, but I have no idea. And I've asked some Russians and Ukrainians that I've met in my travels, you know, the argument that Putin makes, which of course is a similar ar- argument that Hitler made when he attacked so many bordering countries leading into world war II, was that these he's freeing these countries because they're in Hitler's case, they're, they were German. They, and they want to be German. Well, you know, keep in mind at my age, 61, you know, my contemporaries over there in Ukraine, when they were raised, they were raised in the Soviet union. So they were, so, you know, and, and they probably had a pretty good identity at the time. There were two superpowers, America and the Soviet union. And of course we thought they, you know, and you go to the Olympics and stuff, of course we thought Russia, you know, Russia was bad and America was great. And they thought the same, the vice versa, but I bet that they were proud to be part of a big superpower. And so I do, do think there's got to be a degree that a lot of these, at least the older ones in, in Eastern Ukraine at the least, consider themselves to be Russian or, or at least would probably rather be Russian. So I, I do think there is something to that argument. Nobody gives it any credence in, over here in America at all. And at least in the press, I mean, it's, you know, it's just out of the blue, you know, Russia attacked a country that, you know, by reading about it, you would think maybe it was hundreds of miles away. No, it's a border country. They border with them, you know, and during Obama's term in 2014, the most strategic and most valuable part of Ukraine is called the Crimea. It's got a very valuable port and, and they, Russia just took that uh, when Obama was president with no, with absolutely no defense and no, no pushback from America at all. Uh, and then I think Putin thought, that with Biden in charge, he could do the same, especially with the way Biden exited, you know, uh, Afghanistan and, and just the weakness, in my opinion, the weakness Biden has portrayed America on the world stage. I mean, I don't blame, I, I was amazed that, you know, that, that more of this stuff didn't happen before Obama left. Uh, but, and, and I expect more of it to happen in the, in the remaining months leading up to our election. I mean, and we see it now. I mean, we're, our, our, our military is being attacked in the Middle East daily by, uh, you know, the Houthis and whatever kind of different Iranian militia groups are around there that are attacking our men. We lost a couple Navy SEALs last week in a drowning incident we didn't even hear about. We don't even have, I mean, our country's in bad shape, in my opinion, and uh, we're a laughing stock. We're nowhere near the superpower that that we were, and we have nowhere near the pride in our country that we did when I was a kid. Do you feel our country, our military is far too overextended all across the world in the Middle East and in the Russia, wherever it is? Do you think we're overextended and that's contributing oh, to yeah. inflation and, and that's a bad thing? Oh, c- uh, completely. I mean, I- I've read where we have military installations in 147 countries. I couldn't come up with more than about maybe 70 countries in a bit help if i had a globe around i mean i didn't know we had 140 some countries and we're in 100 yeah i mean that's maybe the biggest overstatement in the world we have almost 800 military bases outside of the united states across the world almost 800 right now definitely china has two outside of china wow so i you know i i don't know it's it's, a money laundering i think when you said the the money laundering is applicable to ukraine and russia i would certainly agree i would argue the Federal Reserve, of course, consistent with Rand and Ron Paul, the Federal Reserve, uh, 
um, is an entire, the entirety of it is a money laundering scheme. You know, we've never audited it. Rand Paul wrote a letter the other day suggesting we need to audit the Federal Reserve. Everybody's like, no, 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 can't do that. Can't audit the Federal Reserve. So I, it, from a libertarian perspective, in my mind, that's about where it, uh, the most important thing out there is this Federal Reserve where they just keep printing money and borrow. I don't even know why they don't. Why are we borrowing money so much money from China? I have no idea what the hell's going on. Cannot be in a good direction at all. No, and actually China is not even our biggest uh, debtor anymore. Japan actually is. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, it just funds everything that we do. And I mean, you know, we've learned to live with debt and, and you know, but what's really going to happen is the the u.s dollar what, what's made this country so powerful and so strong was the fact that we had the world recurrent world reserve currency in the u.s dollar and that we're losing that status now and i think the real reason we're losing it the number one reason is that it, the, the dollar is being greatly damaged with all the debt we have but the other thing that we forced you know, when we put sanctions on Iran and we put sanctions on Russia and we put, you know, somebody does something wrong to America and we say, oh, we're going to sanction you, you know, well, all that does, that never really hurts anybody at all. All that does is forces them to find another way to get the goods and services they need both in, domestically and then for their exports. So what's happened now is that, that you know, let's say we've got these huge uh, sanctions on Russia, on Russian oil. Well, Russia's still send, selling all their oil. They're just selling it now in different currencies. And in the BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, uh, probably left one in there. South, uh, South Africa, um, I think, is the last one. Yeah. yeah. Well, so those countries, now they've picked up Saudi Arabia and some other countries. That's, that, that, that block is growing stronger and stronger. And they're just using the different currency. So we're forcing the world off the U.S., dollar as the world reserve currency by these sanctions that we keep putting on them. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, we, I think the one thing that, that, that most rational Americans, Republican, Democrat, independent could agree on is that we, we've got a bunch of old people running the show that are corrupt, um, you know, and, uh, and they're old men and old women that have been in there forever. They don't want to leave. They're obviously being paid they're obviously being corrupted they're obviously uh don't have the interest of average hard-working regular americans and and that's why they want to keep funneling money to countries like ukraine because that money doesn't get to ukraine it gets some of it does but but a lot of it lines their pockets and it lines the the contractors pockets and it's just a big money laundering scheme, and uh, it, it's really a damn shame. And and then to see these people, and then they 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 get reelected again. I mean, I don't know. So there's a lot of corrupt actors in the the U.S. political game right now. I, I think you and I would both agree. Joe Biden appears to be corrupt. Yeah, I agree with that. Who is who? If if there's such thing as someone. There's going to be a degree of corruption anytime you're in D.C. We can probably all admit that. But as far as the good guys go, Brian, in 2024, who's your? do you have a short list or does anyone's name come to mind as to who's a good guy? Who's fighting for um, the American people is, is really what you were saying there, is, is that these people are not focusing on the actual American working people. Who is? Well, the, the ones that seem to be on my side uh, that, that – 
best I can tell, which obviously I'm not in the inside of this at all, it, it are, are the newer members of Congress in the Senate. Um, you know, J.D. Vance and, and, and some of these. What it seems to me, it seems very obvious what happens, Kelly, is that good intention people, even if they start good intention, get to Washington and they get they get bought out and they immediately get corrupted. So you, you would think the youngest ones, you know, which couldn't be a better case for term limits, than, than that but i mean i read the other day where there there's some kind of a prostitution a big uh, deal going on where you know so many times you'll see where you know you can't believe i follow my local congressmen and stuff and i'll see where they voted for something i'm like you gotta be kidding me i know this person they would never but uh, a lot of speculation that there has been a uh um, uh, I don't know, like a sex ring going on, and 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 there's a bribery scandal where they basically you'll you'll get to Congress as a new member, and you'll you'll go in and you'll you know go to drinks, and uh, next thing you know, uh, you know some attractive woman's come up to you, and and you're flattered, and and you end up, and you wake up the next morning, and and you slept with her, and then you know you find out the whole thing was set up, and they own you. And that's pretty much what I think is, and I, I don't know if that's exactly what's been going on, although that's exactly what I've read repeatedly is going on. And then that's what explains these people that vote for different things. But um, if you, if either party, if you're a Democrat or a Republican, and you don't think that you, the majority of both sides are corrupt, you're an idiot, in my opinion. You've got your eyes closed. And you're uh, you, you really are not understanding what's going on. If you think that, that the majority of the Democrats and the majority of the Republicans truly are voting for what they think is best for the average working American, you're crazy. So what we have in our country is a representative democracy, right? That, that's really Correct. the system we have is it's not a democracy where everyone, all 330 million people get to vote on every single issue instead we have regional you know we have congressional representatives that we vote for here in louisville kentucky we have one up there and in ohio you have your own and what you're saying brian is you believe most of those representatives who are elected by the people to represent the people have been corrupt just utterly corrupted Correct. I, I think I think that most of them come in with good intentions. You know, most of them talk about term limits when they're running for the first time. Um, but so I think most of them come in fairly, uh, you know, good intention and then either corrupt themselves or fall into traps that corrupt them. I think that, you know, the, the whole swamp Washington, which, you know, geographically was a swamp before it was built. And that's why they call it a swamp. You know, I, I, I do believe that that. Uh, is the trap that you get there. And, 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 you know, we all hear about the K street lobbyist and, you know, I mean, just, just take a look at this Kevin McCarthy guy. That was the, 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 pre, the uh, house Republican leader. Uh, he, he upset the freedom caucus people because he was just going along with the never ending spending and everything. So uh, I think it was, it took a lot of balls for, uh, Matt Gates and some of these guys to say, look, we, we ran on saying we're not going to continue to just allow spending bills to pass in these big, what they call these omnibus spending bills where, uh, you, you know, you may want to get uh, one piece of legislation passed, 
but you can't do a single spending bill. You have to put it in with all this other crap. And Bill over here in West Virginia gets a piece for him. And then so they do all this stuff to sweeten it up. It comes into this 900 page omnibus spending bill. And that's why our debt's so high. And, you know, it, it's 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 just unbelievable. So so Gates and some of his buddies, eight of them, they kick McCarthy out. McCarthy gets kicked out. What does McCarthy do? He, he claims that he's a big time Republican. He loves, you know, sweating. He leaves Congress at the end of last year. They've got like a, they had a five, I think it's down to about a two member majority. He didn't care about the Republicans or what get doesn't pass. He was mad that he got kicked out. So, and so, and he lost his power. So he weakens the Republicans further by quitting. They have no, and now he's a lobbyist. I mean, it's so, Paul Ryan did the exact same thing. Uh, uh, the guy before him, the names exclude me from Eric Cantor from Virginia, did the same thing. Harry Reid, dingy Reid. I mean, my God, he he did the same thing. Nancy Pelosi, my goodness. If you can't listen to her, you know, and, and realize she's corrupt and, you know, her husband trades. I mean, God, just take a, one one subject. Let's take insider trading by members of the House and Senate. They pass legislations on pharmaceutical companies, which are corrupt, just using that as an example. And they know what's going to pass. And before they pass it, they all buy the stock and the stocks go up wildly and then and nothing happens. And, and, and they're supposed to disclose it. Sometimes they do. Most of the times they don't. Afterwards, when it's caught by some watchdog agency that you know they're like oh well, shoot you know there's a type, everybody's you know, doing it that's the that's their main, Every, yeah. that's their main defense is everybody's doing it right? right lloyd austin was a where did he work the the leader of the military secretary of defense he was a i think he was a, a board member for raytheon so he owns yeah. a bunch of raytheon stock dick cheney did it in 2003 where you you work for halliburton or a weapons manufacturer then you get the job as vice president or Secretary of Defense, and then you award and you get to make the decision to award like a eight billion dollar contract to Raytheon right after you're hired. That shit happens all the time, and it's completely legal, Brian, which is crazy. So yeah. I guess people don't pay attention, or they don't know that that's corrupt, or we all know it's corrupt and we accept it as a necessary evil, or I don't know exactly what's going on with it with the corruption. Yeah. And then they leave office and they go right back to those companies, you know, so, and they get rewarded with fat deals. So, uh, but I mean, you know, the one thing that I'm sure of is that we, we've got a very, very corrupt, uh, leadership deal. The appeal of Trump, the reason I think Trump is going to win if the election is not, um, stolen like it was last time. And I'm convinced I'm a hundred percent convinced that the election, not, not just from Trump, there were many other people, other down ballot elections that, that, that those people got screwed out of, you know, with the COVID, the mail-in validity. And, and it, I'm not, I know, you know, two or three years ago, I'd almost been afraid to say that because, you know, you could really go, you know, there's people in jail with that. I mean, and real, which makes you wonder why, why is the government so upset when somebody says the election was stolen? Why is that so damaging? Why is that so, but now, you know, I've seen exit interviews out of Iowa and New Hampshire were well over 
50%. I think in Iowa, it was close to 70, 75% of the electorate feel the last election. I mean, we had all the mail-in ballots with you. I mean, it, but they, they, and they said, well, where's the proof? Where we got all kind of proof. I mean, there's all kinds, I've watched all kinds of documentaries of, you know, just wheelbarrows full of uh, election ballots in Georgia. I mean, Georgia was probably one of the most corrupt things going, you know, the election stopped in the middle of the night. You know, uh, you know, when I went to bed on election night, Trump had it won. And then about three or four in the morning, you know, they stopped counting. And then you just knew for sure what was going to happen. And then he barely lost in all five of those, just barely lost in all those electoral college states. I think 11,000 in, in Georgia to, you know, 8,000 in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. I mean, so, I mean, if it's a fair election, I think it's more like 75, 25. Uh, and, and I do think that Trump brings out a lot of enthusiasm on the right. He brings out a lot of enthusiasm negatively on the left. Um, but I do think just about anybody on the right could beat Biden. I mean, it, if you if you really think that Biden's doing a good job with the open borders and, and the inflation that we've got going on and the endless wars that we've got going on, uh, then then this isn't the same country that I want. I don't want to live in the same country that American that feels that way does, because I don't think Biden could have. I don't think he could have tried to do a worse job than he's doing. And he's clearly compromised mentally. I mean, he, if, if you can't watch him walk off a stage and watch his gait and, and, and the way he handles stuff and the way he buffoons around, and if you can't see for one second that this guy – you know, I, I always go back to the fact, you know, my, my father was 72 when he died, so I didn't have the luxury of saying, but I, how can a family member let your father, who in Biden's case was a longtime senator, vice president, I mean, a very distinguished career, uh, if I agree with the way he ran things or not, it's a very distinguished career. How would you let him go and humiliate him? I mean, he's a laughing stock. I mean, how would you let him just go in front and humiliate him? So it's it's really a... It's really a shame, but it's not just America, that, uh, Kelly, that this election is going to happen. It's 2024 is the biggest year. We're going to know a lot about the direction of the world after 2024. It, the globalists want a one world, you know, they want to get rid of the currencies, go to a digital currency where they control it. I, I actually think the globalists were shocked at how easy they were able to control the world with COVID. I think it opened everybody's eyes that, my God, we, 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 you know, we were able to actually stop the world, control people from doing stuff, you know, shut down a narrative that we didn't like, which now has all come out. I mean, you don't get me going on the, the vaccines. Don't get me going on the lockdowns, the ineffectiveness of the mask. I mean, the, 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 the six feet social distancing that just came out recently where, where Fauci admitted that they just made that up. I mean, all the stuff that we just, you know, you can get basically locked up for a couple years ago. Uh, and and also while I'm on it, don't get me going on January 6th, the biggest setup in the world. I mean, they've now got proof that there were over 400 FBI agents on the grounds, you know, that thing. And and, and shame on uh, the, the conservatives that were there, that they were stupid enough to fall into that trap. I mean, uh, you know, at the time when it happened, I thought it was Antifa that 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 set it up. As it turned out, I mean, Antifa, you know, they just had fun with it. I mean, they're they're anarchists, but it was actually our own government and with the intent purpose of of trying to blackball Trump. And then when you see what's happened with Trump with these, you know, my God, a eighty three million dollar judgment 
you know, for a woman, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the tapes on this Gene E. Carroll that that won lawsuits in in New York yesterday on Trump. But I mean, she's she's been on Anderson Cooper saying he didn't rape me physically, but the way he looked at me, and but of course that's you know he didn't even remember meeting her. So I mean, the the persecution of Trump has been so dramatic. It's so obvious that somehow if if you don't like Trump, which a lot of people don't. Just the reaction that the establishment has towards him should make him attractive to somebody that realizes that there's something seriously wrong in Washington. I can admit, I can admit that that specifically is my favorite part of Trump is that that um, you remember, have you watched a YouTube video just doing like a compilation of the meltdowns of the on air personalities in 2016? When everybody was so confident Trump, Hillary was going to win. And then you see like the MSNBC anchors just like crying on air. Have you ever watched anything like that, Brian? I, ha- I have. Well, yeah, and, and you can watch it now. I mean, it's going on right now. I mean, it was on last night when, when Trump lost this $83 million judgment in New York last night uh, to this Jeannie Carroll uh, woman that, that, that claims that Trump raped her in a in a in a uh, clothing store in New York City back in the uh, I think it was late 80s um, and met her drug her into this department store right by the register and just raped her right in there and then uh, uh, and then walked out and then 30 years later she I guess she remembered it and uh, you know now it's coming out. Kelly, have you spent much time with your listeners on George Soros and the impact that he's the the influence he's got on our country? You know, I haven't spoken uh, much specifically about Soros. I don't think in the history of the podcast, but obviously, obviously, him and I think one of his sons are are still behind this. I mean, you said earlier when you said to me that you thought originally you thought it was Antifa and then you found out it was actually U.S. intelligence. I was going to say, pause right there, Brian. I think a lot of Antifa during the BLM riots and stuff, I think there was intelligence promoting a bunch of that shit. I agree with that, yeah. So and, I and right in your one, own, in, one in the same, no. maybe. No, no, that's a great point. And I think you're onto something. And, and, it, and, and, that, and I think that actually happened a lot in your home city there. I mean, look what happened to the great city of Louisville. During the during the uh, the uh, yeah, what was her name? Um, Brianna Taylor. Drawing, Brianna Taylor. I mean, just ruined a nice, beautiful city. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that it's a setup. I mean, look what's happening. Look what's happening to these January six guys. I mean, if you, I mean, no matter what side of the gate you're on, you you know, you should have you know, justice where you're allowed to get an attorney, you're allowed to go in front of a court, you're allowed to hear, these guys were locked up. They were, they were tried, they had no defense. They were not allowed to even appear in court. They've been locked up without any kind of due process. I mean, you know, and and there are many, many, many hundreds of them are still in it. And they say it's about the most disgusting jail in D.C., you know, just and they're in solitary confinement, you know, and you 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 look at that compared to the fate of all these people that that were in the, you know, these BML out riots and, and Antifa, right? Nothing happened to these people. I tell you, it's, another comparison is going on right now is all these uh, all these pro-Palestinian riots. I mean, they've taken over the U.S. Capitol. They've done more rioting in the, inside the U.S. Capitol 
than than the January six people have. I've seen the video of it. Nothing. Nobody's even been. Nobody's even been. You know. I mean, they just shoo them out and they give them food and they give them money and they give they shoo them out. I mean, it's just really it's unbelievable what's happening. And that's why I think this election is so so important because I'll be honest with you, I'm at the point I've worked hard all my life and I have uh, saved and uh, I've done well and uh, I'm very concerned with the 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 lack of justice in this country that if I wake up in November of 2024 and they say Biden won, I'm actively looking to get the hell out of the United States. I've read too much history about Nazi Germany and uh, these countries and these, and, and I remember reading in, in, you know, the Jews in, in Germany during the time, you know, and it, and it started in like 32 1932, where Hitler kind of came in, and then they started doing stuff. And I kept thinking, why the hell didn't these Jews leave? I mean, they had the handwriting on the wall, and you know, why would they stay around? They were their time. And then finally, you know, it took a while before they were rounded up and and all killed. There was bad stuff going on. It was just getting progressively worse. I'm not going to wait around. And it's happened many, many times. It happened in Russia during the the czar's fall. I mean, all these uh, when when that happens to a society. You know, and it's happened many, many times. It starts out like it's starting now. It's it's going very quickly. I mean, I'm shocked at how quickly this country is uh, is. You know, there's all there's all kind of. You wake up all the time, and the FBI is. I mean, just look what's happening to Trump. I mean, my God, he's up on nine hundred. He's right now. Trump's convicted of everything. He's up nine hundred years uh, for Trump. You know, so uh, I think you're going to see just as you've seen an exodus from these. Democrat-run states like California, New York, New Jersey, I mean, Illinois, and they've went to low-tax states like Tennessee, Texas, Florida. You know, you're going to see wealthy Americans leave the country. Uh, and, and one of the biggest, most popular searches going on right now are where to go. Uh, and I'll give you a few that I've uh, I've looked at. Panama is a nice a nice place to go. The Grand Caymans, some of these island nations that are have their own sovereign country there, uh, you know. But uh, I'm telling you, uh, there's a there's there is a, a real uh, threat to the freedoms in our country going on. And I, in my opinion, we've got this election. If 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 we wake up and Biden's been elected again. I don't think we'll ever be able to get it back. And what's scary is that's the same thing the left is saying. I listen to top Democratic-leaning podcasts, Pod Save America, uh, the Young Turks. What they believe, Brian, is if Trump gets in, he's never going to leave office. That's So it's kind of the same thing almost. I, I know that's frustrating and difficult to even... Uh, address, but that's their whole claim is he's a fascist. He tried to overthrow the results. Clearly, that's what they believe. Clearly, of a democratically elected election, he's a fascist. That was an attempted coup. What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's exactly what what that's the playbook they've been going to all along. Is that exactly what they've been doing? Uh, you know, you know, these are, you know, it's funny going back to the elections and, and the, you know, 
the the first people that were the election deniers were you know you remember when back when Gore and and uh, and Bush won. I mean, remember the uproar when yeah, they said that Gore. I, I I remember specifically where I was when when that happened. It was yep. ninety nine two thousand alien Gonzalez type stuff. I remember that. Yeah. So I mean, so it's not surprising that you know, and 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 in the same term, fascism, Nazis, racist. I mean, they're all they're all the same kind of uh, terms that they throw back around. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, the, the the funny part about Trump, I mean, some of that stuff was could have been very valid because we didn't know how he was going to be before. But I mean, he has been in there before, and he did leave. Uh, you know, and so I don't know. Um, I don't put any credibility in that. If you look at the mainstream media that you referenced. Have you, I don't know if you've seen that. I mean, it's, you know, the world's going towards these podcasts in, in different sources of medium, but the mainstream media and CNN and all these, I mean, they're in the Fox news. I think Fox news is about right in there with, I mean, just as I, as I complained about the Republicans being crooks and, and I mean, Fox news is about as corrupt as you come to. So, I mean, what do you it's, think about uh, like someone like Hannity? Is he viewed as being credible in 2024? Not for, not with me. I think Hannity is a complete creep. I've never liked Hannity. Uh, he interrupts his guest. I mean, you allowed me to speak. I mean, that's common courtesy in life. That guy is a creep. But no, he he he's 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 extremely corrupt in my opinion. What about Tucker Carlson? I like Tucker. I think Tucker's. Uh, I like Tucker, and I like Elon Musk. I, I I mean, I don't agree with everything both of those guys say. I agree more with Tucker than I do with Elon, but I think Elon's got a lot of courage and did has tried to open up the, uh, you know, the Twitter and stuff. And my God, well, well, look at all the stuff that was uncovered when we opened up the Twitter, just going back to COVID and the suppression of information on COVID. I mean, co what happened with COVID is, I mean, it, it's really unbelievable. And like I said, the, the globalists are just, they just couldn't believe uh, the power that they had and, and how much of it worked. And, uh, so, I mean, it's, uh, it's really remarkable, but, uh, no, a, I, I, I'm what's, sorry. What's a, what is a globalist? A globalist. That's a great question. A globalist, in my opinion, uh, is one that thinks that there should be no country that's dominant over another country. So there shouldn't be a superpower or two superpowers like the United States or Russia. And obviously Russia's not anymore, but I guess it'd be now Russia or United States and China. And it says it's one world. Everybody's one world and there are no see what 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 globalists are afraid of they just had their annual uh christmas celebration basically i don't know what you'd call it in davos switzerland where they all get together all the rich in the world bill gates and all those guys and Klaus they Schwab, get together Klaus Schwab. yeah Klaus, world, yeah world economic forum is that what it is yes yes and they get together and what they want is control they want control of the world and and, and what they really hate and they were flipping out. Trump won Iowa when they were there and they were flipping out. And, uh, but what they really hate is um, individual nationalism by the countries. They hate, you know, they hate a German that has an identity of being German and, 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 and hungry. Boy, I tell you what, the one guy that they hate bad over there is the leader of Hungary. Uh, I forget his name, but uh, he's the one flying the ointment. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you've been watching what's going on in Poland, Poland or some. So what is it that's going on in Poland? 
they've got a uh, they've got a president that's that's a popular nationalist Polish. You know what I mean by nationalist means that he wants what's best for his country. Imagine that theory. You're, you're elected the president of a country, and and you're you're interested in the well being of that country only. So. Um, which is what I would think most of the working class people of that country wants. But now they've got a, I think it's a prime minister, a globalist prime minister that's, uh, that's really cracking back. And uh, so what, what, what the globalists want is to get rid of the individual country identities and so that they can flush those out the, the, and, and make it one country where it's one populace, where it can be run by one you know, just like the EU's run, the EU's run out of Brussels. So a bunch of unelected bureaucrats uh, run the EU countries. And, you know, so what they're trying to do is, you know, break up the nationalist feeling that those countries have and, and you know, to, to, to lose their identity so that their identity becomes one globalist country. And where the world becomes one globalist deal with where they everybody's under the same, you know, you know, passports and everybody's under the same, you know, COVID passports or a vaccine. That's a new one that they discussed at Davos where they are. They're excited that they think they can come up with a, basically a digital ID card that would show everybody's vaccination status. Uh, so you'd have to be vaccinated and you'd have to, and all, and not just, not just the COVID. I think they're up to nine now with COVID, but not just the nine with the COVID, but there's a bunch of new ones coming out. Bill, I saw Bill Gates at Davos talking about very excited 27 new. He said there was 27 new vaccines that they've, that they've got that, that we, that, that we can't, we, it, we just can't wait to get inside of everybody. <laughs> um, from a libertarian perspective, individualism is key and the 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 when it comes to government if you have to have government localized government is always best with the state level city level county level city level what you're describing brian sounds like a, a from that type of a perspective an absolute nightmare it would be centralized control kind of like what the ussr did centralized control but for the whole world right yeah, actually, the great model that they're using right now is China. I mean, China has got uh, absolute control. The fa- digital face ID, uh, you know, they did. They got the vaccine deal on everyone. I mean, man, the lockdown, the, boy, they they really did the lockdown heavy. You know, and China's having a lot of problems. I mean, China is, you know, funny. We've got inflation. China's got deflation because their exports have just been wiped out. I mean, people and I and I go back to Trump with that right or wrong, like him or hate him. Trump opened a lot of people's eyes. I mean, you know, we did everything we could to make China a superpower in the United States. We gave them every benefit of the doubt. We gave them everything. We tre- treated them as, you know, and now they're uh, a formidable competitor. And, uh, but not, and, and they not hate mili- us. Not militarily, though. We have no reason to think they're going to, right? Oh, they've got a huge military. They've, I suppose they've got a, a bigger navy than we do. But, 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 uh, but do we have any reason to think that they're going to attack or anything? Have they attacked? You know what I mean? Have they attacked anyone? No, they, 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 they I don't know. Because it seems like you we're know, attacking countries all the time. Is China attacking anyone or where's that fear come from? No, they're just attacking their own people, but, uh, but, they're, but they're loading up. I mean, China plays the long game. Uh, America, you know, we're we're caught up in four year elections, and 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 the Congress is caught up in two year elections. These con- congressional people are up every two years. China plays the long game. I mean, China is is in it for 
the next hundred years. And the next hundred years, they are way better positioned to be the only superpower. And they do not like the United States. That's where the fentanyl issue is coming in. I mean, and and you think about it, it's, it's brilliant on China's part. You're saying they're not attacking anyone. They're killing hundreds of thousands of Americans a year by by producing the fentanyl, getting it to the southern border, getting it across the border, and then we're killing ourselves. I mean, uh, with with the prosperity this country has had, uh, I mean, there you know we we've gotten used to taking recreational drugs and everything, and 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 so many young people, so many just it's a, it's an epidemic of young men and young women in our country that that are, that are dying. You look in the obituaries. And it's, it's, you see so many young people dying and it's, so that's coming from China. So you may say, you may say that China's not, you know, militarily and that's, that's true. Uh, but they're, they're killing hundreds of thousands of Americans a year with fentanyl. Uh, Brian, are you doing okay on time? Can we continue? I want to, uh, uh, sure, sure, I want to sure. jump into, fine. okay. So I appreciate the, um, in the Kelly Patrick shows, a lot of times it's a conversation this way and then it takes us in another direction and it's all good. I really appreciate the conversation today. I'm responsible for the chaotic directions of the shows. So I appreciate you bearing with me here, Brian. What about this 2024 election? Who's Trump's vice presidential candidate? Okay, I should back up. Is Trump going to be the Republican nominee for president or will it be Nikki Haley? It's never, it's not going to be Nikki Haley. Um, And it will be Trump unless he's either jailed or killed. Two decent possibilities. I, I think jail's probably least likely killed or die he i mean he, he is an old man so he could die uh but it, but, but it would not be nikki the republican base can't stand nikki i mean Nick, the reason nikki's still in it is she's getting all this money from the democrats i mean new hampshire 70 percent of the votes she got were democrats new hampshire was an open primary where uh she was they were allowed to vote uh, the Democrats were allowed to vote. So Democrats and independents vote for her. She got a lot of that in the Iowa vote too. So the average Republican, the Republican party right now, Kelly is controlled by MAGA. Okay. I would say it's 75, 25, uh, 25 being the old establishment, Jeb Bush, uh, you know, that type of deal, Nikki Haley, uh, Mike Pence, you know, that's why those guys did so bad. Uh, is that 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 and, and it's getting less than Mitch McConnell. It's getting less and less away from that. And and the MAGA movement, the uh, and, and MAGA, you know, as I pointed out earlier, is really a bad. I know it's now it's a negative connotation, but it's really America first. The American first movement on the Republic and the Republican Party when I was a kid was known as the wealthy country club guys. It's now the working class. I saw where the the uh, United Auto Workers president and the leadership has come out and endorsed Joe Biden for president. But the rank and file members, the voters, overwhelmingly support Trump because they're not going to go. But that's where the money's going. And that's why the leadership has to support the Democratic Party. It's like the it's like our failed educational system in the United States. That's a whole nother topic. But um, so I think it's going to definitely going to be Trump unless he's imprisoned or dies. Um, Never Nikki is never going to go anywhere. Your buddy Rand Paul has has started a super PAC called never Nikki. But so it's going to be very interesting to see who his VP is. Now, of course with Trump, 
the VP is not going to get my, I mean, I, I watch some of these guys, one of the young and up and coming guys is this Vivek Ramasamy. And uh, it was funny, Trump had him on the stage and he went to talk and Trump repeatedly told him, you got one minute, you got one minute. I mean, Trump can't stand to be behind someone when he's talking. So Trump's not about to let a VP, uh, you know, steal any of his time. So he may put Vivek in there. I kind of think he won't just because a lot of people want him. And Vivek's very powerful, very opinionated, very well-spoken, very sharp, in my opinion. And uh, and that almost may be too much for Trump. And, you know, that's kind of why he went with Pence last time. Very, you know, uh, he's going to just sit back and keep his mouth shut and do what he's told. And so the other ones, I guess, it was general consensus up until this Vivek uh, surge was that he would take someone like uh, Christy Nome, the governor of uh, South Dakota, uh, or maybe, you know, uh, I've heard that uh, Elise Stefanik, uh, the third ranking member in the House out of New York, she's very, a uh, very big proponent of Trump. So he may pick an elect, Tim Scott, who, who's really a rhino old establishment guy, but seems to be a very, very nice guy. And he's very much supporting Trump going around all over the place with Trump would probably be a nice candidate for him and probably a safe Mike Pence type, you know, in the background, not going to cut in on Trump and not going to interrupt him in a rally or any of the things that Trump can't stand. Whoever he chooses is the vice presidential uh, candidate will likely get to debate against Kamala Harris. Who would you like to see from that perspective? Who would be the best Republican vice presidential choice specifically to go against Kamala Harris in the debates? You could pick any, uh, anybody uh, up and down the street and, and they would have a great shot of trouncing uh, Kamala Harris. I, I, I don't know exactly what med she's on or what she's on but she she's she's not very sharp and she's not very together vivek i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to debate vivek he's a brilliant young man and he he's uh he picks him up and puts him down as well as anybody uh so i i i think he, if, if if you know i i have no interest and would not watch that debate i wouldn't watch any of those i i i you know so but i mean um you know and trump repeatedly says he's not worried about the vp nobody votes for the vp uh now interesting this year though this is huge is that keep in mind trump since he's already been president he can only be president for four more years so who he picks as vp is huge because they will then be able to run for eight years and let me comment on uh, on ron DeSantis. has to be the most stupid you know everyone talks about it and i loved him i think he's a great governor of florida i thought the world of him i knew right away and I, I i hope that he didn't run it wasn't his time it was clearly not his time but boy i tell you what there's a there's a young man that's in my opinion has completely ruined his national career i mean he has no shot in my opinion of of of, of holding national office uh and and he could have just waited two years and not have been affiliated with all the negative stuff that happens with Trump and stepped right in with a clean slate and run into, you know, when his term at his term as governor of New, uh, Florida ran out, but uh, he didn't, but that's the only big interest I think is who Trump picks is that it's going to set that person up as potentially the, uh, you know, almost like the incumbent because Trump can't run. So whoever the VP is will almost be set up as a, as like the incumbent going into the four years from now, 2028. 
Is it going to be Biden? Is there any possible scenario? I guess you're older than me, Brian. Is there maybe you've seen more presidential races? So, you know, I don't know. Is is Biden for sure the Democratic candidate? You know, a lot of smart money continues to say it won't be Biden. And I mean, it's not hard to figure out why anybody would say that. You just watch. I mean, he's clearly in decline, as I mentioned before. Um, And they still have some time. You'd think they'd want to get it going quickly. There's some rumors that Michelle Obama may jump in. Uh, Obviously, Gavin Newsom uh, is, uh, you know, just chomping at the bit to step in there. I mean, he, he went to China. He went to China and, and played basketball with him and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, who, who did he they, play basketball with? I saw him playing basketball with some young Chinese he might, uh, children. He might be good at basketball. Maybe he seems like an athletic guy. He did. He did. He did dribble the ball. Good. One of the little Chinese kids tripped him up and he fell down and took the kid down with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a pretty good clip, but, uh, so he's chomping at the Democrats should put someone else up. I, I think I think they would have a better shot. I mean, I, Obama, who I think is intimately involved in running the Biden administration now, him and his people that were in his administration. And I think that's I don't think anybody really debates that seriously, that, that, that Obama is very much involved in this current administration. He is I've been reading reports that he that he is telling Biden, look, Joe exit stage left. The problem is Joe doesn't want to go anywhere. And his wife, Jill, you know, power's intoxicating. I mean, look at, I mean, look at, look at cocaine Mitch. I mean, he didn't want to go anywhere. He can't even put a sentence together. He freezes up worse than Biden. Sometimes he's not going anywhere. I mean, you get in these, these power positions in the Senate and the house and these guys stay till they die. Well, what could be more powerful than the presidency? So, um, it's going to take a lot to pry Biden out, but they still have a convention that comes up in the summer. So there is the thinking that that coming out of that convention, the Democrats could, you know, they've canceled the primary. Uh, there is a pretty talented guy named Dean Phillips, a Minnesota congressman that that got, I think, 20 percent of the vote in New Hampshire. Uh, uh, they didn't have a the Democrats have canceled almost all the uh, primaries. They canceled the Iowa caucus on the democratic side, but they did have one. And, and he, he got like 20% of the write in vote. I think Biden got 70% and then 10%. So he, he, and he seems like he would be a very good, I mean, seems like a rational guy. I, I kind of like what he's saying. And of course we haven't even mentioned, you know, Robert Kennedy jr. Who, you know, is not exactly my cup of tea on all issues, but seems to be a very genuine man. And uh, I, I, you know, the, the hatred and vitriol that I read on the left about him is just mind bogging. I would never have thought in my lifetime a Kennedy would 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 be so out of favor and called nuts. And it all goes back to him questioning the COVID vaccines, which now is common knowledge. I mean, you, you can't they've had Fauci and uh, congressionally and your boy Rand Paul's. You know, I mean, he wants him locked up. I mean, Fauci now doesn't remember anything. I mean, last time they had him in, he just continued. I I don't recall. I don't recall. You know, so I mean, but uh, so so Robert Kennedy Jr. was a skeptic of it, was was a critical of the vaccines and the whole deal, which is now common knowledge in, in the scientific and the medical community. But he's still carrying the scars of being a lunatic for questioning it. So um, you know, I don't know what role he plays. And then you got Joe Manchin and then you, you know, now I'm hearing that there, there's a no labels party out there, the third party forever. Americans have wanted to, they've, uh, 
fantasized about the idea of having a third party and that the two party system sucks basically. So Joe Manchin who can't win his West Virginia seat. So he's out. He's he, he would love to run, but he, he's not going to get any votes. Um, but now they're talking maybe Nikki Haley, who seems to be, you know, more popular with the Democrats, but, but she'll learn real quick that just as, you know, just as John McCain did and Mitt Romney did that the Democrats like you, uh, when you're in the Republican primary, but once you get to the general election, man, they're going to pull out every, everything you've ever done. And they're going to go out. I mean, they went after John McCain viciously. They went after Romney viciously and they would go after Nikki Haley. And that's politics. That's just the way it is, just as the Republicans would in a Repo- for any Democrat that's going to go out there. So I, I don't know if my gut tells me it's going to be Biden and Trump again. And how ma- what percentage of votes do you think Kennedy would get third party? If you have to guess today, I know this is far off. We're a year out. But if you had to guess what percent of the total votes in the general election will RFK get? That'll be the third. Because from a third party perspective, I assume he'll get the most. I'm guessing. Would you agree with that? Um, I think, yeah, I think that Dean Phillips, if he could get in the democratic side, he's not going to, he would be a, he would be a a better, he'd have a better shot. Um, because he's a very rational young candidate. I mean, he's trying to get, he's trying to get the democratic nomination, right? Exactly. It's a good point. So, so here's the thing, like Trump, hate him, whatever. Uh, you're not going to pry any dump Trump votes from anybody. So he's, he's got roughly about half the country. Uh, you know, that are going to vote for him. And, and I know people hate him, say, no, that's way too high. No, it's not, in my opinion. Uh, so you're going to, Trump's going to get 50%, and and you're not going to wait, you're not going to peel off any of those voters. So, and then I'd say you get probably 30, 35% for Biden. Democrats that were born and raised Democrats, it's it's like uh, it's like Kentucky and Louisville. You know, you were born a Kentucky fan. Uh, you, you're just going to, you're going to root for Kentucky. You're born a Louisville fan. Except if you're with this Kenny Payne, this is a whole new new deal. But uh, um, it's a strange uh, stigma now where Louisville fans are pulling for uh, for Louisville to lose. But so you, you, you're going to get 35 percent if 35 percent of Americans will vote for any D D in the you know. So that only leaves about 15 percent for a third party candidate. And I think Ross Perot got 19 percent. Back in nineteen, the the year that the uh, Bill Clinton, I think, and uh, and and George Bush Senior, so nineteen twenty percent, so maybe fifteen twenty percent on the high side, but probably probably lower than that. I would say the max Kennedy could get would be twelve to fifteen percent. Okay. Um, was your opinion on vaccines prior to twenty twenty different than your opinion on vaccines is? across the board, then your opinions, your views on vaccines, all vaccines. Do you have a new view on all vaccines that you didn't have prior to 2020? Great question. And, I, and I've never heard anybody ask it yet, but yes, a hundred percent. I would never had any negative connotation. I matter, I matter of fact, I remember he, hearing people, Jenny McCarthy and, and, and a lot of these people that fought, you know, with autism and stuff and, and, you know, 
where I thought that, you know, it was a public danger to not have all the children immunized, you know, because it, it was it was just dangerous for the population of children, you know, to not get them. And I got all my things. I, I had no negative connotation at all. Matter of fact, uh, I was thinking of uh, getting a um, a. Um, there was a couple of vaccines that have come up. I had a sister get the, uh, uh, basically the, uh, what, like when you, you get a lung, uh, monoclonal. Yeah. Uh, there's a vaccine for that pneumonia vaccine and then the uh, shingles vaccine. And I looked into the shingles vaccine and even talked to my doctor about it. Uh, so, um, but it's complete, completely changed mine and many, many. And that's the real damage that was done, in my opinion. So, yes, I had nothing but positive viewpoints on co- uh, on vaccines uh, going into 2020. I had no negative feelings about vaccines at all. Didn't really even think that there was anything negative that could happen. Now, there, there's almost no way in hell I'd get a vaccine shot. I mean, there's there's uh, the, the skepticism on. And, and when you hear, go back and pull up Bill Gates and the Davos uh, talking about in the glee and the excitement and the giddiness in his voice when he talks about these 27 new vaccines coming up, you know, and, and, and obviously I'm very skeptical as all Americans should be on the pharma industry. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable what's going on with pharma and the big money behind that. But yeah, that's a great question. And, uh, I, I, I have a totally different, a hundred and completely upside down, different view on vaccines. If you were to have a child, if you were to father a child in 2024, and they said, okay, time for his, his or her vaccines, would you kind of, I mean, I think there's some things you're legally, you would, you would have to do some research and look into it, I guess. I would definitely look at, I would give, a, I would give the child probably a very similar regime of the vaccines that I received. You know, um, maybe I'd probably add, chicken pox in there because I don't think, you know, I, I, see, here's the problem with the COVID vaccines they, they, you know, typically if you go back and you, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts and read a lot on the COVID, you know, these vaccines for, for the history of vaccines, they were, they were, they were, the drugs were developed. They were studied. They were, they were tested. They were retested. There was field study. I mean, this, there was an extensive process that went back and forth and back and forth to, 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 to measure the efficacy of, the, of the, the vaccine. All that, understandably, because of the, yeah, the pandemic was, you know, the thinking was, we don't have time for that. There'll be so many dead Americans that we don't have time for that. So, so they, they just completely skipped all that. Now, I don't understand why why they're still skipping stuff on a lot of that stuff now but i i think they were amazed at how compliant the world was with these vaccines and um so yeah if i had a child this year i would look at the vaccines that that i i would i would talk to a trusted doctor and ask him what you know you know mumps measles those you know i'm 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 not anti-vaccine i'm not anti-vaccine at all uh, but I, I just think that the vaccines have to be tested thoroughly and and tried and 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 slowly rolled out. Okay, Brian, I really appreciate your time today. I look forward to uh, future additional political episodes with you, if that's all right. Thank you very much sure. for coming on. Great talking to you, Kelly. Take care of yourself. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. 